you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. That's really more verses than I want to read at one time, but in order to get the message across, that's what we'll do this morning. I'm going to go slow. Make sure you look at every word as we read. Um, the question is, uh, we need to keep in mind who the speaker is here. Because it starts out, Jeremiah says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, I can relate to that. The word of the Lord, when it speaks to our hearts. And this is what God says to Jeremiah. Go and cry in the ears of your youth. When you went after me in the wilderness, I remember, in a land that was not sown. Israel was holiness unto the Lord, and the first fruits of his increase. All that devour him shall offend. Evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, what iniquity have your fathers found in me? that they are gone far from me and have walked after vanity and are become vain. Neither said they, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt and led us through the wilderness, through the land of deserts and of pits, through a land of drought and of the shadow of death, through a land that no man passed through and where no man dwelt. And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and of the goodness thereof. And when ye entered, ye defiled my land and made thine heritage an abomination. The priest said not, where is the Lord? And they that handle the law knew me not. And pa the pastors also transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. Wherefore, I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. For pass over the isles of Chittim and the sea and send unto Kedar. Then consider diligently and see if there be such a thing. Hath a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this. And be horribly afraid, be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. For my people have committed two evils, and he names those things. They, are fors they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Father, I pray that you'd speak to us today. Things can, to consider, Lord, if, if we, uh, we're going to have revival, we've got to understand and realize and know that we need revival. Lord, I pray that you'd speak through me today. I pray for revival in my own heart. I pray today that you would anoint my lips and my tongue and my throat. Lord, it's, it's yours, and God, I give it to you now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As I said earlier, keep in mind who the speaker is. The speaker is God Almighty as he um, uh, addresses Jeremiah, uh, one of those great prophets of God that was called by God. 
even before he was ever born. It is amazing to me that God knows everything all the way from the beginning to the end. Nothing ever occurred to God. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. And he knows us. And it's so important that we get to know him and who he is. So, reasons we need revival. We need revival of character. You know, am I who I say I am? Do I mean what I say? And do I say and do what I mean? Character. We need a revival of character. We need a revival of charity. That is love. Listen, if there is any person in here that you don't love, you need to ask God to forgive you of your sins and go to that person and tell them you're sorry and tell them you're going to love them. You don't have to like them. Hello? I'm satisfied not everybody in here likes me. I'm satisfied of that. There's something about you don't like. You've got to love me. Some of you may have noticed my pickle I have this morning. I'm, I got a little green cucumber right there. You say, what does that have to do with God? He made it. Today's St. Patrick's Day, so I wore green cucumber. But we need, we need a revival of character. We need a revival of charity. And we need a revival of, of cleanliness. Not only physically clean. Hey, nobody has an excuse for not taking a bath. Hello? I mean, God has sent enough water to wash. <laughs> wow. Sandra, I know, is one in here. Sandra Campbell that will remember when we were in Africa and it had been two or three days. We hadn't had a bath. There was no water. We had pulled into this place where we were going to work and everybody's unloading their stuff and it thundered a time or two and it commenced to rain. It hadn't rained and no telling when. It commenced to rain. Now you're talking about some people getting a bath. No, they didn't take their clothes off. But the water was pouring off of that house in every direction, and them girls ran. They got their shampoo, and they went to work. You remember that? They went to work on that high boy. Water just a pouring, and you would have thought Jesus had come back. I mean, but cleanliness, not only physically, but we need to be cleansed with within on the righteousness of our lives and, and what we are trying to stand for and do. We need that kind of revival, y'all. I can't bring it. The young man coming to preach tonight, he cannot bring it. Only God can bring it when we make our minds up, hey, I am in need of a change. Now, what are the reasons we need a revival? First of all, because we have failed to recognize the purity of God. God is pure. I, I don't know how you get any plainer. I mean, pure. I never would have thought that we'd be buying stuff like this, would you? I mean, hey, pure life. That's what it says. I count on it to be pure. I don't count it to be contaminated. I, I want it to be pure. And that's what it, you know, that's what it says on the bottle, so I trust it. But 
We have failed to recognize the purity of God. Verse 5, God says, show me one time where I have been unfaithful to you. Show me one time that I have been unkind to you. Show me one time where I have been unjust toward you. He says, show me one time where I have failed you. Not one time has God been unkind to me, unjust to me. And not one time has he failed me. If you can, God said, if you can, if you can show me, then you have the right to walk away from me. You have the right to turn against me. You have a right to walk away from the church and not have anything to do with it. You have that right if you can show me one time where I have been unfaithful to you. I can't, I can't pinpoint not one time that God's been unjust, unfriendly, and treated me wrong. Not one time. I think about this. When I look at the scripture here, I think about, have you thought about the condition of our country? You know, I'm 72 years old. I've never, ever seen so much bickering and backbiting and backstabbing that that goes on now among people that ought to be trying to get along as they are in charge of our nation and, and in charge of leading our nation. I've never, ever seen so much bickering and griping and whining because they don't get their way. Never. God's not happy, y'all. He is not happy with what, hey, right here in the midst of Westminster, this, through this area and, and surrounding areas known as the Bible Belt. I hope you'll sign that, and I hope you will really pray. We had, we've had three. Week four last, saved at Good News Club. Uh, by the way, uh, the last Sunday morning in this month, we're going to start out that morning in the baptismal waters. We're going, I got, so far, I've got six to baptize. I praise God for that. And they're not all children. I hope you're praying about that. Listen, it's important. When I stand before God, I don't want to have to give an account for anything. I want it clean. I want it pure. I want it like it needs to be. But I do realize and know that God says I will give an account of everything done in this body whether it be good or bad. But our nation is off kilter. Our nation is out of balance. Our nation is going toward hell, y'all. It's not going toward heaven. People say, oh, I'm saved. Well, show me something. No, I don't, listen, I don't preach and I don't visit and I don't witness to stay saved. I do that simply because I want to do it for my Lord who done it all for me. Oh, yeah, preacher, I love God and I'm saved. Well, why don't you go to church? I don't like to. Well, I question whether they're saved or not. Hey, I'm not the judge, but when you look at a tree, you can tell a peach tree from a pear tree, can't you? You can tell a peach tree from an apple tree, can't you? Do you know the difference in a fig bush and a grapevine? I can. 
Well, when we look at each other, we ought to be able to say, hey, that person is faithful to God. That person loves Jesus. And hey, so goes our family. True story. Every once in a while. It's been a long while. But something will flare up in the family. And I'll, I questioned my boys. I said, boy, have you been saved? Yes, sir. I said, okay, we don't do that, do we? No, sir. Then there was an occasion when one of them says, he done got a bad rap at the ball game, Mac. And uh, he come by, I was sitting right behind the home plate yelling my lungs out. And he got called out. He walked right by where I was standing, stopped and looked me straight in the eye. Daddy, have you got any unconfessed sin in your life? He said, it ain't going good. That's a good question to ask your daddy. (laughs) That's a good question to ask your young'un. Is there any unconfessed sin? Listen, God cannot forgive us of our sins if we don't ask him. And then he says, I will hear you. I will forgive you. But I want you to stop what you're doing. Oh, well, everybody else is doing it. I mean, you know, I'm happy with it. You might be here, but when you stand over here, it's going to be a different horse. It's not going to be like you and I think it ought to be. You know, the man says, I, I don't know about our pastor. I don't think he visits. He don't, I don't believe he studies. I don't know what he does. And I want to say, well, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? This is a cooperative thing that we do together. And if we want to have revival, if we want to see the Spirit of God move, listen, all of us, we need to be on the same page. What page is that, preacher? Salvation page. Saved, born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and be sanctified, be cleared to take off when God says, hey, I'm ready for you. Because when that time comes, it's going to be over with. There's not going to be any time to change. Our nation, I don't have to tell you, is, is way beyond any drug-free nation. More of that going on than ever has been. Ever has been. Alcohol. Hey, it's wrecking. It's ruining. Brother Ray and others that serve in the capacity he does see So many young people, not even drinking age, not even legal, out there on the lake and on the highways, drunk. And sad to say, a lot of times their parents have given it to them. Saying, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Sex, listen, outside of marriage is wrong. Sex outside of marriage, the Bible says, it's the sin called fornication. So, oh, we're going on a trip together, but now we're not going to sleep together. I'm human, aren't you? Don't put me in that position. I'm not going to put myself in that position. If a lady says, hey, I need to talk to you sometime this week, I said, you call me when you want me to come, and me and my wife will come. Hello? 
I cannot afford one second with the opposite sex because who knows what the devil might do. Well, hey, sex is free. Y'all, you do what you want to, like you want to, when you want to, as long as you want to. But God said, if you ain't married, you you are living in sin, period. You are living in sin. Who's to blame for that? The middle letter of sin is I. I'm to blame for that and nobody else. That's our nation. Well, I go out of town once a week. I stay in a motel. I don't have to order it. It just comes by the room. We were in Rio de Janeiro. A pastor friend and I were rooming together. We had done gone in, preparing to lay down and go to sleep. Somebody knocks at the door. I'm closest to the door. He said, you want to answer that? Well, we had it chained, had it locked, I unlocked it, left the chain hooked, and there stood this beautiful woman. She said, sir, would you like to have some service? I, I'm, hey, I'm ignorant, okay? I'm dumb, all right? <laughs> Hello? I was raised in the country by my mama and my daddy. I have a wife. Did you all, would you like to have some service? I don't even remember what I said, but she didn't get past that chain. I didn't undo it. <laughs> I was that ignorant. And somebody said the next morning, I told her, do you not understand? I said, no. <laughs> but later I did. <laughs> hey, I got enough disease in this body without getting something else. <laughs> hey. That's our nation. We need to repent of that. He said, well, it's just me and my girlfriend and nobody else. And let me tell you something. If he'll do it with her, he'll do it with somebody else. If she'll do it with him, she'll do it with somebody else. Don't you think you got it locked in? And God says he hates sin. He loves the sinner. You can't live without it, get married. Get married. It's the only proper thing. Don't say, I'm a Christian, but I'm not married. I'm just living together. Well, I'm not sure you're saved. I'm sorry. If you are, you're going to do what, God, what the Bible says to do. I today am reaping what I sown in my late teenage years. And I won't tell you what that is, but I reap it. I reap it. I remember it because I fell for a lie. The Bible says you will reap what you sow. Now, not only, you know, we, we think about this. The power of God in verse 6. It's like saying, we did it our way. That's what I said. I did it my way. You know, I hope the boy's in heaven. But he didn't get there doing it his way. If he's there, he'd done it God's way or he ain't there. And neither will I go there if I do it my way. But if I do it God's way, then I'm going to be there. So when we think about that, it says, basically, I'm doing it my own way. Well, you know, God has given us everything, y'all. He hasn't held back anything. 
He has given us everything we need in this life. Um, And I say to God be the glory. We owe everything to God. Look at verse 7. And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. And when ye entered, ye defiled the land and made mine heritage an abomination. An abomination. God said, don't forget. Do you know who was forgetting? This is what's so sad, Lord. Look at at verse 8. The priest said not, where is the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. Putty the next, the pastors. That's me. That's me. They forgot who God was. Now, surely they didn't mentally forget, but the way they were doing, it showed, hey, God don't mean nothing to you anymore. The pastors also transgress against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal, the devil worshipers, and walked after the things that do not profit. Well, how much time does it take to read your devotional? As much time as you want to take. Don't raise your hand. But how many of us, I said us, take the time to fill out the paperwork and lick on the stamps and pull off and peel this off and put it in the right spot hoping we're going to get $7,000 a week for life? Hello? You act like you ain't heard that. Don't tell me. I've had to clean up after some folk. And they were publishing clearing house all over the place. It's amazing to me how they even got my name to start with. Say, you're on the final list. Well, quit teasing me and send me the money. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) How much time does it take? We probably spend more time opening up that uh, publisher career and house envelope and going through all those advertising. And I was sitting in my closet thumbing through them one day and Lynn's come by and she stopped and she said, We don't need no more junk. I know it. What if everything, listen, what if everything that was advertised was the truth? What if everything you and I say to be the truth was the truth? You know some people. I know some people. I'm not sure I can trust what they say. Well, this is what I read, preacher. I'm going to tell you. Well, show it. Well, I, I, can't, I can't find it right now, but this is what I think it said, and, and I thought this, and, you know, it, just a bunch of bunk. You know, it don't have to be that way. Our nation, listen, we've got a great leader, all right? You don't have to agree with him, but he's the one that God has put in control of this nation, and it's high time that we at least pray for the man. Listen, Lynn prays, Lord, control his mouth. I'm like this. You know, what has he got to lose? At least he's doing something. We got a security gate at home. $400 just for that opener. What in the world did I put that up there for? Because I don't want this anybody driving down my driveway. 
The big dogs, they got walls around their place. What for? Because they don't want people on their property. Probably a lot of the last things you and I do at night before we go to bed is make sure the door's locked. Hello? Make sure the door's locked. Why? You don't want somebody coming in there that ain't got no business in there. Okay. The second thing is because we we're forgetting about all the revelations of God's power. You know, it, it's amazing to me what God does. Um, everybody loving everybody. I wish it could be, but it'll never be because Satan don't love us. He hates us. There's going to be hate in the world as long as it goes on. Listen, reasons we need a revival, a third thing is because of the forsaken of the revealed paths of God. God reveals which way he wants us to go. I mean, I could tell you several stories about my life, how he revealed this is the way I want you to go. I didn't have to like it. I didn't have to search to see if it's going to be all right. I just trust him that it was going to be all right. And so far, hey, he has not disappointed me. He's not been unfair, unjust to me. He's been overly protective of me. He's been overly understanding of me because he created me in his image. And I sowed wild seed and allowed Satan to enter into the progress that God had started. Well, forsaken the paths of God. Verse 13, to the congregation says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me. You say, I wouldn't do that. Peter said, Lord, I will go with you all the way to the cross. And Jesus said, son, you can't do that. Your heart's desire is to do it, but you, your willpower, you can't make it. And before, the, before you deny me three times, the rooster's going to crow, and he did. Peter went out, the Bible says, and wept bitterly. And that's what went on. That's what happened. But he come back. He come back, confessed his sins. And the Lord said, now, son, when you get your strength back, I want you to help me strengthen your brethren, those around about you. So when we think about it, they have forsaken me, God, the one who put it all together. According to this verse, they have swapped gods from a real, true, living God to Baal God who had no eyes to see, no ears to hear, no hands, no feet. Listen, my God is alive. My God's got eyes. He can see me. He's got ears. He can hear me. He has hands to put around, arms and hands to put around me. He has feet to guide my steps. A living God, not a hoax. Well, they not only forsaken me, he says, but they have turned to self. Hewed out sisters, broken sisters, wouldn't even hold water. You see, they were doing it their way. When we do it our way, it's not God's way. And oh, we may get by, we may get by, but God's not going to bless it. He's not going to bless it. Hewed out sisters. We're out of, out of place in this country. 
the people here as well as us, our walk does not match our talk and our talk don't match our walk. That's sad, y'all. It's sad. We need to respond to the, to the word of God. We need to respond and repent of our sins. We need to respond and return to the Savior who died on the Calvary's hill on a cross for you and for me. God says, I remember. And I ask you and I ask myself, have we forgot? Have we forgot that there's a real God of this universe? We've rebelled and we need to repent. We need to allow the righteousness of God to invade our souls. And then we need to recapture the love that God has for each and every one of us. We as a church, we as a body of baptized believers need to band together, pray for one another, love one another, and support the work of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your love, for your grace, and your mercy. Lord, I thank you and I praise you today for allowing me to stand one more time in this pulpit. God, I thank you that you fixed it to where I could. I didn't fix it, but you did. So, Lord, I pray. I pray for all of our people that's in these pews today that you'd strengthen and encourage them to be about your business. And Lord, I pray for Rose right now. Lord, I hope she's going to be all right. She's such a precious lady that's been saved by your blood, washed by your blood, baptized in the water in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, she belongs to you and it's your business what you do with her. Just be with Jerry now as he looks after her. Thank you for those men and ladies who were around her over there just a few minutes ago. God, thank you for such a great church. May your will be done in this invitation time. In Jesus' name, amen.